You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Good morning and welcome everyone to NSPS Radio Hour. Glad to have you joining us today. Um, I have with me today Jan Fokens, who is the recently elected Vice President of National Society of Professional Surveyors. Welcome, Jan. Thank you, Kurt. Glad to be here. And we had Tim Birch with us. I don't, I hadn't heard Tim come back on the line yet. He was having some telephone issues. So hopefully Tim will come back. Tim is the recently elected Secretary of NSPS, which is a, a new position, actually, which is kind of interesting, Jan. You, you go back a ways in NSPS, as do I, and I guess you remember how we've done things from the secretarial perspective over time. When the organization was first created, there was a position called secretary-treasurer, and that's actually remained in place up until this year when we changed our bylaws and separated those two. And one of the reasons we did that was because the staff person, sort of since the beginning of the organization, had sort of acted like the secretary at meetings and... um, were you in leadership back in the days before Pat Canfield left, Jan? I don't remember if you were or not. But Pat, I, I was, I was, uh, I was uh, attending meetings. Uh, I was not a director at that time, and then shortly became a director. Um, you know, uh, very. I guess it was about a year or two later that I, I, I became a director. So yes, yeah. I was. Yeah, back in those days, of course, it was all cassette rate, tape recorders and trying to scatter microphones around the room so you could gather what everybody was saying. And the, it, getting minutes was a painstaking uh, proposition. I think Tim just joined us again. Yes, I did. Thank, Thank you for Tim. being patient. That's quite all right. We, Jan and I were just talking about the sort of the the genesis of the new secretary position and how why it came about for one reason and what the history was on it the, being considering the fact that the position had always been since the beginning of the organization a secretary-treasurer position. But the treasurer always acted as a treasurer, not as a secretary, um, because we had, um, Jan and I were just talking about Pat Canfield, who used to work here, had a, a little tape recorder. She would come to the meetings and then spend countless numbers of hours trying to figure out what people were saying on those tapes. Um, and then we had a, another staff person do that for a bit. But as our staff size reduced, um, we began to depend more on the secretary of the Board of Governors to be a, a de facto, I guess, uh, secretary for the Board of Directors as well. And I don't, I guess Mark Sargent started that. I can't remember anybody doing it before Mark, but maybe, maybe they did. Maybe Tony Cavell might have done it at one point. But anyway... Uh, and you did that for, what, a couple of years before this latest election, Tim? Yes, yes, sure did. And so the fact that we needed someone sort of kind of dedicated to that to that job, um, that's one of the reasons with the new structure of the organization we created the secretary position. So you are our first official secretary, Tim. <laughs> so I guess that's... Well. Put you on Mount Rushmore somewhere. I'm not really sure. Well, yeah, I guess I guess so. It was uh, yeah, it was definitely a, a step that was needed uh, for the, for the organization, especially we since we've gotten to 
to this this point where we've got so many members and really to me it's it's a bigger responsibility of the association to all those members to make sure that everything is is documented uh, as we need to and to get the information out to to our members so yeah I think it was a, definitely a step in the right direction yeah I would agree with that um, and it's it it is I believe going to be a great help to us because as you said with all the new members that we have it's even more important today than than ever that we let people know what's going on as quickly as we can, and that that includes reports from our me- from our meetings and, and that type of thing. Yeah. So we're uh, we're excited about that and and uh, appreciative of the new technologies that help us do it a little better than we used to be able to do it in the past. Exactly, because that was that that was a bit of a tough deal. So um, when we just went through the elections, of course, as you guys know, did our electronic elections for the first time. And uh, that turned out pretty well, although I was somewhat disappointed that our percentage of members who voted really wasn't a lot different than what we had before. As a matter of fact, it might have been even lower than before when we were doing it by paper ballot. Um, and I'm not really sure what all the reasons were, but I think some of the reasons were people were reluctant to vote because they didn't really feel as though they knew the candidates well enough. And and we had done some work trying to get information about out about the candidates. Uh, you guys, as well as the other candidates, all provided information, and we posted that and sent it out to, to the membership. But that's a little different thing than actually hearing somebody talk or figure out what they're all about, that, that kind of thing. So that's one of the reasons I wanted to do this series with you guys. Um, we did one. A show, not a series, but a show with the two president-elect candidates at one time. Um, actually, it was two shows. They each came on separately. But I wanted to get the rest of the officership. And as you know, the recently elected treasurer, Bob Miller, was with me on the show a few weeks ago. And uh, probably a good thing because trying to get through the show with two people and getting all the information out, it's going to be – it's not impossible, obviously, but um, – Having Bob join me separately was not not such a bad thing. But this is just a way, I think, that it's important for our membership and anybody else who listens to our show, really, to get to know you guys better um, because you represent them. And as Bob and I talked about when he was on the show, um, sort of humanize you a little. People tend to think in any situation, whether it's the local Kiwanis Club or – the, the Senate of the United States, that people that are elected into positions of leadership in their organizations somehow morph into beings that are not the everyday guy anymore. <laughs> and, and I've never understood that philosophy. So part of this is to introduce you guys and let you uh, talk to the folks about who you are. And so here we are halfway through our first segment, and you haven't had a lot to say because I've been hogging all the time. So... Um, why don't we start, Jan, and, and you give our, our listeners a little feedback on, on Jan and uh, you know where you came from, and then if we don't finish up this segment, we'll carry over to the next one. Okay. Uh, well, you know, I came uh, to NSPS uh, uh, as uh, from from Michigan as uh, you know the uh, uh, was elected. To come out as a director. I, I represented the state of Michigan um, coming uh, initially, uh, you know, to the 
to the council, to the Great Lakes Council. I was there, actively participated in that. Uh, and I uh, started out, I, I took over, uh, as I filled in for uh, Malcolm, who was the, the director, at, uh, initially filled out his term and then uh, served, uh, you know, two terms as uh, the Area 5 director, which uh, was uh, very, very positive for me. Uh, and you know, uh, enjoyed that role as uh, you know as the director. Uh, my background uh, was a, I came from the private from the private sector. Uh, I was uh, uh, worked for uh, an engineering uh, engineering surveying firms, uh, and then uh, was uh, had my own practice uh, for a number of years, uh, and then uh, uh, retired. And then uh, went into uh, doing some consulting work. Uh, so I, I, my my background has been strictly in in the surveying business, but also uh, I did some entrepreneurial type work, uh, uh, and also um, uh, enjoyed enjoyed that. I've done I did considerable amount of teaching um, uh, at uh, Ferris State University. Uh, for a few years uh, and enjoyed that type of work. And also I've done work uh, teaching uh, business practices uh, at the community college level. So that's just some of my background, uh, taking some of my experience in the private practice, uh, some of the things I learned in the School of Hard Knocks, uh, and then taking it back out uh, to uh, to others. Haven't you you've served some time? I'm, I'm probably going to get this wrong, but uh, is it a planning board or something for Mount Pleasant? Or uh, yes, I'm currently uh, chairman of the uh, Mount Pleasant, City of Mount Pleasant, where I live. I'm chairman of the uh, zoning board of appeals. So uh, okay, zoning board. Taking, okay. taking some of that uh, background of being on the uh, you know the, the uh, surveying side, some of the things I did from um, you know private practice. Uh, all those years uh, and applying the, that expertise uh, now on the uh, on the public side as the chairman of the zoning board of appeals. So, as the chairman of the zoning board of appeals, I'm saying this somewhat tongue in cheek, but that probably qualifies you better to answer all those crazy zoning questions on ALTA ACSM surveys that their people have the most trouble with, right? Uh, I think so. Yes, uh, you know our our place on the zoning board of appeals is not one of policy, but of interpretation. Right, and I think that's very important. And uh, the public, you know, that we stress that to them that you know we're not a policy making position. We're we're one to interpret what that uh, what those rules are, and to uh, you know we're we're actually a quasi judicial function of the of the city. And uh, you know the next step beyond us is circuit court, and uh, and I think uh, as a surveyor, um, you know we I fit a very uh, I fit in quite nicely there because we get yep. a lot of fact searching, researching before the meetings to find out you know where do we stand on these issues when uh, when it's brought before the you know the public. Yeah, that's actually always a big question I think with regard to whether it's an. Uh, LTA soon to be NSPS survey when we come up with the new standards. Um, when when surveyors are asked to deal with the zoning, 
we're not generally interpreters of zoning. We we report what's out there, but that can be hard to do sometimes. And I can see where being involved in a in a zoning board like that would be very instrumental to to be able to help other people perhaps understand how to how to figure those things out because it can get difficult. Uh, yeah, and I think uh, you know my background as a surveyor. Uh, you know, the public bring things; they become very subjective. And some of these issues, and I think um, you know, as a, as a surveyor, we we kind of can sort that out, and um, we're not we we try not to be subjective to it. We we look at the facts and say, here's the facts. This is how we have to rule on these issues. Yep, that makes perfect sense. And we are almost to the end of the first break, so that's worked out pretty well for us. Um, so we'll go to the break here shortly, but one of the other things you mentioned about teaching business practices, maybe we can talk about that a little bit later too, because to me that's one of the major um, concerns we have in the surveying profession is people becoming business people, not just professionals. And that's not a problem, it's just that it's a tough transition. So we got to go to the break. We'll come back and maybe pick up on that and talk with Tim. Very good, very good. Want to know if your Shonsted locator is still under warranty? Go to Shonsted.com and click on Warranty Finder in the lower left-hand corner. Enter your six-digit serial number, and it will tell you everything you need to know. Out of warranty? Click on Repair Department. But here's a tip. Before sending it in, pick up a $25 discount by going to Specials and Sales under the Buy Now tab at www.schonstedt.com. This is Georgia author Doug Dahlgren. Join me Fridays at 11 a.m. for a new show here on America's Web Radio. We call it the Prologue. I'll be introducing you to other writers you may not have heard of yet. That's Fridays at 11 a.m. here on America's Web Radio. Quick Stakes is your answer to staking. Lightweight, easy to ride on, easy to use, easy to find, and won't break your back carrying them like the old-fashioned wooden stakes. Have you tried a sample? If not, get a pen and paper and write down this number, 800-438-0387, or go to quickstake.com, that's Q-U-I-K-S-T-A-K-E.com, and order your samples. Ask your surveying supply dealer for quickstakes today. Getting into underground utility location? If so, you'll want to know about the Schoenstatt Instrument Company's MPC kit, a multi-purpose combo for locating both ferrous objects and underground pipes and cables. And because it consists of two instruments in one package, it qualifies for trade-in allowances on two locators. Any kind, any make, any condition. Contact your dealer for details. Or visit www.shonstat.com. That's S-C-H-O-N-S-T-E-D-T dot com. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. We're continuing our conversation today with Jan Fokens and Tim Birch, two recently elected officers to NSPS. We were talking with Jan in the first segment, and... Um, we'll come back to that business practices thing later on, Jan. I, want, I do want to talk to uh, to Tim somewhat. But before we get to Tim, there is one thing I want to touch base on, and that was the area director position you talked about before. With our new structure where, we're not, where we don't have area directors anymore because we have a director from every state, uh, one of the things we're going to need to work on, and I, I think I've talked to both of you about this already somewhere along the way, 
is helping the states sort of grapple with that whole thing of not having area directors. Uh, I was just, in the last few days, been collecting data from the various states about their conferences in, in 2016. And one of the things that I saw was confusion about who's going to install our officers now because we've always asked the area director to do that. And so I think that's something from a, a communications perspective we're going to have to, to work out with the states because a lot of people, I know in your case, Jan, pretty much every state I ever attended where you were the area director, you were doing this officer installation. Uh, yes, I was, and it was a pleasure to do that. I, I, I really look forward to that. It was a, a real honor for me. Yeah, and I, I think we need to work as hard as we can to to make sure we still have that that availability for people to be uh, av- available again. Sorry to use the same word to do that job because it. I think it does build stronger bond between the states and the national to have somebody there representing our our national group to do that. So it's just something else as we go through our transition. Transition, we're going to need to need to work on. Well, Tim. You have come from uh, perhaps a little bit different background to get to to us at NSPS, so maybe you could share some of that history with our audience. Sure. Uh, well, like Jan, I'm uh, I've come pretty much strictly from the from the private side. A uh, uh, lot of land development, a lot of surveying. Uh, grew up grew up born and raised here in Central Illinois. Spent a little bit of time in the Chicago area to get a, a little different feel for surveying, but uh, back in Central Illinois now. Uh, a lot of farm surveys, a lot of land development, um, mostly uh, small firm, under 10 employees. Uh, it wasn't until I spent some time in Chicago and, and the Chicago area that uh, it got a little more taste of uh, some bigger development, bigger things, and it was at that point in time in the, the late 90s that uh, my, my uh, membership and involvement in NSPS really just, it, it started to take place and was able to, to, to uh, join and become more involved and uh, it was at that point in time that uh, the, the governor the NSPS governor at the time was uh, uh, his kids were getting older and needed to be around and uh, he asked me if I would uh, con- consider uh, looking into becoming the, the governor for Illinois and you know it, it, it was really the more I looked at it it, it, it was an honor to be able to do that because uh, you, you get involved at the, st- at the state level and it's its own little microcosm but once you get into the to, uh, starting dealing at the national level, and uh, I, I think it kind of goes along with what you, the purpose of, of, of talking to us as well, uh, Kurt, is is that you think people at the national level, it, they're, they're at a whole different level. They're, 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 they're not really people. But uh, it was, my first meeting was in uh, the fall of, uh, fall of 2007 in uh, Washington, D.C., and it was, it, was a, it was immediately, it was a great experience. Uh, to be involved with with uh, this this type of group and uh, the the dedication that they have to to our profession, um, and it, it's 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 been a pleasure uh, all along. That, uh, uh, that especially like like Jan said, being involved in the uh, the Great Lakes Regional Council and the, the similarities we have within our area. But then you get to talk to people from you know Malcolm from New York and uh, some others from California and. and People from uh, from out west. Uh, we're doing the same things. We're doing it differently in different places, uh, but we're still doing the same things. We're we're serving the public. We're protecting the public, uh, and it was nice to kind of humanize what we do across the country. So, uh, having been in several years, and uh, 
watched a couple of uh, election cycles go through the, uh, the the board of governors, and uh, I had uh, had the honor. Of, I had several people wanted me to to consider running for the, uh, the the secretary position for the board of governors, and uh, it, like I said, it, it's it's nice to be somewhat recognized by your peers that you you have that capability of doing that, and so doing that for a couple of years was was nice. And uh, it to me just seemed like a, a logical step at the time. Well, with our uh, our hundred percent membership expansion, uh, to be able to go ahead and, and run for the, the the secretary position for the board of directors, uh, I'd like to think my background in the private side and dealing with clients and and uh, where my career has gone uh, helped me deal with uh, fellow surveyors uh, and really relate to what what we do. Uh, I mean, and that was something else that uh, really intrigued me about being uh, part of this organization at this level. Uh, one thing we do uh, quite a bit of are ALTA surveys. Uh, and so this gave me an opportunity to deal directly with Gary Kent, our chairman of, of, of that committee, in developing the standards. And really, uh, all the other committee people that, 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 uh, that belong in there it gave me an opportunity to to bounce off ideas and to and to listen to how some of these rules and uh, guidelines and checklists and things really come about. Uh, it, it gave me a firsthand experience. That, uh, it's been nice to be able to come back and relate that to all of uh, my fellow surveyors here in Illinois. Um, and I tell you, another thing that's really uh, uh, energized me as far as the surveying community goes has been uh, being able to be involved with the uh, uh, Government Affairs Committee as well at the national level. I'm currently the chair of the Government Affairs for the, the, the Illinois Association, and to be able to tie those two things together uh, has has been a, a, a great experience and really has, has uh, increased my knowledge of not just how we go out and survey, but how these things relate back to what we do every day and how... Uh, there, there are things that, uh, uh, that that I won't say we're under constant bombardment on our profession, but uh, we kind of are with various things. Uh, getting involved with the uh, the underground utility locate companies and what we can and can't uh, dig up without a without a utility locate, and uh, some of the things that uh, you know, we're Illinois is currently going through some some uh, labor decisions on who can who can survey on construction sites and who can't. Uh, all that involvement, uh, I, I would have never been able to to have uh, gotten uh, any more information. Uh, I think, in, unless I'd gotten gotten uh, involved where I have uh, with with NSPS and and further with uh, the Illinois Association. Uh, so it, it's it's really expanded my role and my knowledge. And uh, like I said, I can't thank the, everybody I've met along the way enough for for helping me and uh, encouraging me to, to, to do more. But uh, I, I think the involvement makes has made me a better surveyor, made me a better better person as far as uh, where, where this profession is going. And uh, this 100% initiative has been great. And uh, But like I said at the, at the opening, I think the, the maintaining that communication and for us to expand it out to, to the secretary position alone to take that burden off the secretary-treasurer uh, was, was a good, big step. Um, I will. I would. I will add that uh, as far as the voting goes, I've had some feedback locally here about the voting. Um, I had the benefit of having this, the Illinois Association behind me and, and promoting me and, and, and 
uh, through the election cycle. But I did get several comments of feedback uh, that uh, had they not had that, um, that we will need to work to do more to get to, to know the candidates a little bit more. Uh, several people likened it to uh, say whether you've got investments uh, in companies, whatever. A lot of times you'll get you'll get mailings from investments you have, and you know, wanting you to just basically sign over your votes for proxy to let the let their board elect their chairs and whomever. But uh, I had several people tell mm-hmm. me they don't want to they don't want to come to a point like that where they want to learn more about us. They want to know more about us. So they can do, they can they can do that, and to where they're not just letting that letting a board uh, make all the decisions about who the officers need to be and making making some of those selections. That uh, and they the people I talked to said that, that what, these types of steps about uh, getting uh, the candidates and getting our officers out in front of them really helps them make an educated decision on uh, who they feel they need to vote for and in, uh, in, in leading our. Uh, our national association. So, uh, a lot of good feedback that uh, uh, doing things like like these interviews and getting more more uh, information out about who we are is uh, definitely a good thing. But uh, no, uh, from the pri- like I said, coming from the private, small private side to now, uh, the secretary of a sixteen thousand plus member uh, organization uh, never would have thought it would have. My career would have taken a, a jump like this, but uh, uh, really like everybody that's that we're working with, and uh, the direction of the association is really going in a positive way. You know, the thing you talked about for elections, we've been thinking a lot about how to how to do exactly what you were just saying, and using the radio show for that, um, putting more things in the newsletter directly from the candidates. Even hopefully, we might even be able to do some some. Uh, live webinars or, or interactive type things um, where people can actually, you know, like almost like a Skype kind of thing where we can have the candidate there and people on the other end seeing the candidate and maybe interacting and just finding ways as much as we can to let more people know who our candidates are and what they're about and then, of course, through that, understanding more about the organization itself. And I wholeheartedly agree with you that that's something we, we desperately need to do because we we have a much we have a much bigger pool of people to whom to be responsible um, directly. We've always been responsible to them, whether they are members or not. But now we're more directly responsible to them because they are members, and they're going to be hopefully helping determine how we how we move forward in the in the future. So um, that's a big brainstorming activity that we're we're trying to go through as a whole and and. Uh, find ways to to let people know more about the candidate that's that's exactly right mm-hmm. you know a couple of other things you said that I, that I hit home with me uh, one was just how diverse our our board structure is in terms of the the types of work that people do you know we've got people in every possible sector of of surveying um, government private practice corporate uh, all over the place and in the types of things people do and and I think that's a great thing as well for us to uh, to be able to have that kind of diversity. And then I know for me, of course, I'm I'm old and I've been around a long time. But uh, from the very first day I became an NSPS governor in the spring of 1987, I began a, to build a lifelong group of friends and contacts that have been good for business and certainly in personal and and on a personal note, some of that group from back in those days 
uh, are, we're having a, a little reunion get-together down near Atlanta later in the fall this year, so looking forward to seeing a lot of those people again. But um, we're, we're right close to our break, so we're going to have to go. I'm going to come back and pick up on some of the things you said and get maybe get Jan's input into those as well because, again, this is all about getting people to know you guys better. So sure. we will take that break and be back just in a couple of minutes. Attention surveyors, are you aware that that yellow stick you're using is saving lives all over the world? Yes, that pin finder is clearing fields and villages of unexploded cluster bombs and other hidden explosives in over 25 countries. Johnstead, in cooperation with international mine action programs, provides free locators to where they are most urgently needed. To find out how you can help, visit the NSPS website at nsps.us.com. And thank you. Don't be hoodwinked by the left who wants you to believe the fairy tale that we can power America on butterflies, rainbows, and pixie dust. I'm Marita Noon. Get the truth about energy on my show, America's Voice for Energy, only on America's Web Radio. Quick Stakes is your answer to staking. Lightweight, easy to ride on, easy to use, easy to find, and won't break your back carrying them like the old-fashioned wooden stakes. Have you tried a sample? If not, get a pen and paper and write down this number, 800-438-0387, or go to quickstake.com, that's Q-U-I-K-S-T-A-K-E.com, and order your samples. Ask your surveying supply dealer for quickstakes today. Want to know if your Seanstead locator is still under warranty? Go to Seanstead.com and click on Warranty Finder in the lower left-hand corner. Enter your six-digit serial number, and it will tell you everything you need to know. Out of warranty? Click on Repair Department. But here's a tip. Before sending it in, pick up a $25 discount by going to Specials and Sales under the Buy Now tab at www.schonstedt.com. This is America's Webradio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. We're back with Jan Fokens and Tim Birch today. And before we went on break, you were talking, Tim, and maybe we need to follow up on that a little bit. You said something when we were chatting during the break that I thought was really profound, and, and that is the fact that our organization isn't a hobby. It's not the country club. It's not the Kiwanis Club. It's about our profession, and that that just that really resonated with me when you said that, and how important it is because of that that we try to do everything we can to have as much direct interaction with with uh, our members. Exactly, and that's and that's that's some of the feedback that I've been I've been given uh, before the election, after the election, uh, and how important it is to to know more about uh, the people we're electing and. The people that are guiding uh, our national organization, it's it's a little easier, obviously, to get uh, closer to the to the, the officers and some of your members at, at the state level and even chapter level. When you get to the, to the national level, it's a little bit different. Um, but that was a couple of reflections I've been given that uh, it's one thing to to send your your dues and and maybe a vote. You know, if you had an opportunity to vote, like you said, for uh, USGA, for NRA, for 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 a hobby, for a pastime, for like you said, the country club. Uh, but this is our profession, and how important it is that we've got people looking out for us uh, for Davis Bacon issues. Uh, 
for 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 mapping funding for uh, for light squared that uh, that it, it it's a big deal to have good representation and good leadership that uh, uh, that even the the, the the what what the little guy here with the with the small firm thinks that uh, his vote and his voice doesn't matter well it does because a lot of these decisions are being made at the national level on what we can do next on on some of these things and how how some of these contracts come about and and some how some of our technology is being dealt with so because it's our profession uh, to me it's a little more important I'm not saying that my golf game is not important or my you know to belong to the NRA or whomever is not important. Uh, I don't. I don't live on those things. I live on my on my surveying license and my survey profession, and to make sure that we have adequate uh, leadership, good leadership uh, ahead of us, that's that's very important. I would agree with that. And I, I don't know, Jan. I don't want to leave you out of this conversation, but uh, maybe you have some thoughts on that as well. Well, well, I do, Kurt. And you know, I, I need. We need to. You know, it was just like the issue that came up uh, in our last uh, couple of XCON meetings, uh, how the issues uh, impact so many of us across the country. Where we talked about the issue out on the West Coast, about that deep port pack issue. Um, well, that issue with the Coast Guard um, out on the West Coast that was impacting the surveyors out there of unlicensed practitioners. Uh, and I brought that, you know, it didn't sound like it was, would it, would it, would it impact the folks here in the Midwest? Well, I, I thought about that, and then I brought it up to a, a couple of, I called a couple of uh, folks to do hydrographic surveying here in Michigan. It really does impact them. And those, so those are national issues. That becomes something that really impacts those here in the Midwest also on the Great Lakes because it's hydrographic surveying. It, it impacts the licensed practitioners here. So those are issues that we at the national level have to address. So like uh, like Tim says, this isn't a hobby for us, and we at the uh, at the national level, we have, to, we have to address those issues. They go across the board. They impact everybody. And um, so it's, it's very important that we have leadership that addresses those issues for across the board for all of us. Yeah, I agree. And I think it's so important for us to convey to our members how important it is to to let their their state representative to the board or somebody on the board know about these issues when they come up because they they can come and go and and if you don't know about them you can't lend assistance and and like you said, oftentimes what somebody might think is a local issue actually is much broader. Um, and and even if it is a, a a state or local issue, if there's some leverage or input that coming from uh, the, our national organization could assist the the local surveyors, then certainly that's something we want to do as well. We just just had an issue. I talked about it a little bit a week or so ago uh, in Arkansas. You probably saw that in the in the uh, newsletter. But you know if, if our if our contact down there hadn't hadn't given us a call, then we wouldn't have known. And and all of those things that happen ultimately can have national implications. And and when I say national, I mean on a state by state basis. It can affect everybody. Well, I I totally agree with you, uh, Kurt. And and I hope the members, you know, our, our new members are you know they're, they're coming on board. I hope they're reading 
uh, and getting news and views, and they see those things because that's how we can get the word out to 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 the to our members through articles like a news and views. And if they take to heart those things that they see and how important all those those issues are, because they 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 impact all of us. At some point, we need to be able to communicate. And, and as Tim had said, how important the issue of communication is now. When we only had 3,000 members, maybe it wasn't so important, but now that we're now at 16,000, we want to go to 20,000 and even more. That, that voice that we're going to have uh, when we go to, to Washington, when we have our lobby day, they're starting to hear us. We're, our voice is being heard. And I think it's it's so important that we keep that momentum going. You know, I don't, Tim. I don't know if you were going to say something. I, maybe I interrupted you. No, but, no. What I what I was going to say is, we talked. We just talked about how many members we have now because of the joint membership program. And I've mentioned this before on the show. But the sad part is, that's still half or less of the the licensees in the country, and why it's important to have contact with them is these very things that you're talking about. Um, not only from building a stronger advocacy base, but just from an informational base to have more people who can provide feedback on these things that are going on all over the fo- place that we won't ever know about unless unless somebody lets us know. And so that that's a huge effort, I think, that we as an organization have to continue to do, and, and we have to do it in conjunction with our state societies because state societies are, are our partners always have been but certainly now directly with with membership being what it is we need to work together to figure out ways to attract more of those folks who are who are not in membership and I don't know what you guys if you have feelings about that why people don't join um, I hear all kinds of different reasons for people why they don't but I, I don't know if you guys hear from folks or if you have any encounters with folks on that on that level well, well, Illinois, well, Illinois, it's uh, we're pretty fortunate here. Uh, I think I think it's it's somewhere between eighty and eighty five percent of our licensed in state licensed uh, surveyors are actually part of our our state organization. So it, you know we've got a little bit of a luxury of being ahead of the curve uh, versus national. Um, I think, unfortunately, you're still going to have a small percentage of the population that, no matter what, they're not going to join. They're not, they're just not going to be part of a group, no matter what. Um, but I think moving forward, I think it's uh, I think because we've got a much much closer tie between the state associations and the national association, and the communication kind of uh, completing the loop, uh, I think we've got we've got a better a better uh, package to offer, a better. Uh, just just a, a better means of of, of the, the any surveyor knowing what's going on uh, locally, state, national. I think we're, we're we've we've got that one package now that that uh, news and views is a is a, uh, is a perfect example of how we're we're getting that message out to to people. Uh, and I think the more we can we can get in front of uh, the non-members and really uh, just just be able to, to impress upon them the value. Of knowing these things, uh, I, I know we're adding more and more members uh, uh, as we can here. What what uh, we feel like we have left here, uh, but the more we are able to do that to all the non-members nationwide, I think being able to impress upon them that package we have and the support and uh, the knowledge base that everybody has, 
they're going to be better off. We, we are out, we are looking for, looking out for their welfare and their profession. So I think it's just and in the end, it's going to be a it's going to be a better opportunity for them. Yeah, I would certainly agree with that, Jan. I don't know if you have thoughts about that or not, but um, I, well, you know, for no matter no matter how hard you try, people will have their own reasons why they don't want to join, but. You know, I, you know, I've I've tried to preach the gospel of what what benefits there are, but you know, I've I've reaped more benefit from belonging to my state organization and to the national organization than I could ever tell anybody. You know, just knowing people and being able to communicate and and talk with people, the the benefits I get from that are far uh, far out. Far more than, than, the, than the dollars I've ever put into either my state organization or the national organization. Just to be able to call somebody at some some time and say, "What do you think about this problem I am having? Can you give me a little guidance?" And somebody that I I've contacted has kept me out of a maybe a little problem that I was going to get into. You know, just by that relationship that I've built over the years, it's it's so beneficial. So, you know, I've reaped many, many rewards back from my membership in, in uh, Michigan Society of Professional Servers and the National Society. It's it, it, it just it countless the benefits I've gotten from it. So, yeah, I don't know, Tim. Well, actually, both of you have been in small businesses um, similar to the one that, that I ran for years. And it was amazing to me, even on the business side, how beneficial it was to be part of the national organization and get to meet people and have somebody from Colorado call me up in Virginia and say, one of my clients has something they need to get done there and they want me to recommend someone. Um, so people look at it as though it's all given, no take, but but it doesn't really have to be that way because oh, absolutely. you build, build business contacts as well. Absolutely. And that was, and for me, that was a pretty big deal. It, it, it was, like like I said, in a, running a really small business, if you're dependent only on yourself, of course, depending on where you're located, and I happen to be in a pretty good place here around the D.C. area, but nevertheless, um, making those contacts that you can help somebody else out, and it, it always feels good when somebody asks you if you know someone somewhere, and you actually do, and you know that person because you've worked with them through the organization, and you f- you feel like you have a lot of trust in them, and I'm sure you're just like I am. I I don't really like giving recommendations unless I know know the person really well. And and part of what we gain through our our relationships here in, in SPS allows that to happen. Uh, so that that's been really good. And believe it or not, here we are, 20 seconds away from our our last break. We're we're going like gangbusters here today. We're burning this rope at both ends. <laughs> but. Um, Anyway, when we come back, I want to get your perspectives maybe on looking ahead and uh, into the organization and uh, any other thoughts you might have. So let's go take that last break, and we'll be back in a couple of minutes. Want to know if your Seanstead locator is still under warranty? Go to Seanstead.com and click on Warranty Finder in the lower left-hand corner. Enter your six-digit serial number, and it will tell you everything you need to know. Out of warranty? Click on Repair Department. But here's a tip. Before sending it in, pick up a $25 discount by going to Specials and Sales under the Buy Now tab at www.schonstedt.com. Quick Stakes. 
is your answer to staking. Lightweight, easy to ride on, easy to use, easy to find, and won't break your back carrying them like the old-fashioned wooden stakes. Have you tried a sample? If not, get a pen and paper and write down this number, 800-438-0387, or go to quickstake.com, that's Q-U-I-K-S-T-A-K-E.com, and order your samples. Ask your surveying supply dealer for quickstakes today. Attention surveyors, are you aware that that yellow stick you're using is saving lives all over the world? Yes, that pin finder is clearing fields and villages of unexploded cluster bombs and other hidden explosives in over 25 countries. Johnstead, in cooperation with international mine action programs, provides free locators to where they are most urgently needed. To find out how you can help, visit the NSPS website at nsps.us.com. And thank you. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. We're back with Jan Fokens and Tim Birch. We've been talking about a lot of different things today about our organization and the benefits that come to the profession from the organization, but the personal ones that come with it as well. And Jan touched on something back in one of the first segments, uh, some teaching that he had done. Um, that That's always a rewarding thing to be part of that. And so... I'm interested in your perspectives on uh, the educational process and where we're going and uh, how we're building up that next generation of surveyors. We always hear we're not going to have enough. We're not really sure if we are because technology has changed so much. But I'm interested in your thoughts on it. So maybe, Tim, you could start that conversation. Well, uh, I tell you what, uh, as far as as my side of it, uh, you know what, I, I would love to have the opportunity of being here in central Illinois and the state of Illinois itself has, has always been, we, we've had one, one state college that, uh, for years was a, was a, a bachelor program that, uh, kind of went by the wayside. We've got a couple others that are trying to blossom now, but, uh, but your, but your point, yes, that we, we are retiring surveyors more than we are gaining them. Uh, I've had the, I've had the pleasure of having several, uh, SITs from, from Ferris, from Michigan Tech, uh, that were that started started here in Illinois and then that uh, that uh, came back to Illinois, came back home. That uh, wonderful wonderful uh, programs, but uh, it wasn't until you really get some uh, in the field on the on the job training that uh, I think really helps. And uh, I've had some wonderful wonderful individuals that I've been able to work with. And something we talked about a little bit on the break is that uh, you know when you see those people that have now gotten licensed, they've blossomed. They're they're either running their own companies or they're uh, they're running survey departments for other companies, and you see how how successful they've been. Uh, that is so fulfilling to see that you might you had a small part of that early on, but uh, but uh, we've got to be able to continue to do that. We got to continue to support. Uh, we've got a couple of couple of programs here in, in the state now that are taking a little bit different uh, task on on how they're going about the surveying program. There's one at Northern Illinois University. It's actually under the geography program. It's going to be more GIS-based, but it is going to be surveying uh, more for the inside technical lines, and I think it's going to be a critical uh, career path coming up with, with the technology, with the, the data that's coming in uh, as far as mapping and uh, the, the, the geography side of things. Uh, 
uh, and GIS. So we've got to be able to support these things uh, as well. But we've got to, as we get chances to to get uh, young, young impressionable staff under our under our wings, we've got to be able to, to to teach them and and pass on the things that were taught us. And uh, uh, look forward to more and more. But we just got to be able to, to keep supporting them. Yeah, you were talking about uh, the programs and how they change and evolve and. Um, whether it's a GIS program or a surveying program or whatever the case may be, the way my perspective on that is the more exposure to what surveying is for those who are going into GIS, the better off the world is going to be. Um, so that's a good thing, regardless of what the title of the of the program is, to uh, whether those folks end up being surveyors or not, at least they'll have a better understanding of it than they wouldn't have otherwise. And making those two things work well together, as we all know, is, has been a struggle uh, just because our educational system, both formal and non-formal, hasn't, uh, hasn't served the folks very well in terms of letting, every, letting all the people understand both sides of that equation, whether you're the surveyor type or the GIS type. So that, that's a good thing. And I don't know, Jan, you've, you mentioned earlier you've done some instruction, so uh, you, you're probably a better expert at this kind of thing than either Tim or I. Well, I certainly don't consider myself an expert, but, you know, coming from Michigan where we are very fortunate to have uh, two two universities that provide baccalaureate degrees in surveying engineering programs, you know, at Ferris State University and at Michigan Tech, uh, you know, and, and I sit on the, uh, the Surveying Engineering Advisory Board at Michigan Tech, which is a, just a wonderful program. And the, going up there twice a year to see those those students that are in that program, it just it's so positive to see the the those young young uh, future professionals that are going to come into our profession is just uh, you know fantastic. But you know their numbers are 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 down, and we need the opportunity to get, you know more and more you know young people to go into the profession. Uh, and, you know, I, I do, uh, you know, try to promote the Trig Star program, uh, you know, here locally uh, in the schools, and, and I just would hope we can encourage, uh, you know, uh, our members in NSPS to, uh, to go out and uh, to try to get into the schools and, and encourage young people, and not only the young people, but parents to... Uh, what our profession has to offer as far as, you know, uh, what we do as a profession, uh, because it is a wonderful profession. We have a wonderful story to tell, uh, you know, the public of what we do, what our profession does, and how important we are as a profession to the socioeconomic part of our society, because uh, I think it's so important. And, and the education of our young people and young people, once they find out what we really do, you know, we're not the guys standing out there in the middle of the road anymore. What we do in this world is so important, and the technology that we have to work with, and, and uh, you know, we have some great things and tools to work with, but we're still basically problem solvers that have an important role to play in our in our society. So, And the, to be out there and to be able to teach these young people what we do and and to do that, I think it's just great. You mentioned Michigan Tech and being on the advisory team. It made me think 
I'm thinking distances here from where you live to there, and comparing that to going from Virginia to Troy, Alabama, to the program I'm on the the uh, board for. Uh, you probably have to travel as far as I do. Yeah, you take your lunch with you when you drive up there. <laughs> <laughs> from 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 my house up there, it's a it's a, a good nine hour drive to get there. And you haven't left the state, and you can take another hour before you do, before you reach the Wisconsin border. And you, and you get to encounter some nice weather occasionally too, don't you? Oh yes, yeah. I've uh, I've driven down the road and watched five snowclouds coming at me. I can tell you that. <laughs> well, it's good though, uh, and and I would encourage anybody who's listening to us today, who has the opportunity to get involved in the education of the next generation, whether it be Trigstar or whether it be CST or whether it be in the schools themselves, to really take advantage of that And because we have a lot more to share sometimes than we think we do, regardless of what our background is, because of the nature of who we are, just like you said, Jan. You know, we're, we're problem solvers. We're, we're people who provide the information on which everything is is built and maintained, uh, regardless of where we work, that's what we, that's what we do. And so, I, I I would encourage everybody listening and everybody who might ever hear this show, really to to take advantage of the opportunities that we get, or even create our own opportunities to to reach out and help everybody understand, not just young people or those that we might think might become surveyors, but our neighbors and the. And we mentioned the Kiwanis Club earlier, you know, all those kind of things. That's one thing that I think we as an organization need to do to help our our members and the professionals to become more willing and more comfortable to go out and tell our story. Uh, I, I think that's a really important thing for us to do, and I, I don't know all the answers for how we're going to do that, but I think it's important that we do it. Well, I totally agree with you, Kurt. You know, we we surveyors are, are probably the last profession to ever go on and really want to speak to the public. I think, and uh, I, I don't understand that. That's a uh, that's one of the things I found out that made me successful. I think in my business was I was willing to go out and be able to speak, and that really helped me. Yeah, I think that's true all up and down the board. Um, like I said, whether regardless of what company, what size our companies are, and I can totally relate to your situation, Tim, because I've been in companies with hundreds of employees, and my happiest days were in my little company with me and a handful of people. Though you got that right. <laughs> I always said I was not good partner material because I had this stupid idea that it was okay to share some of what you make with the people who work for you. So uh, exactly. <laughs> That eliminated me from being a partner uh, most of the time. (laughs) But it's it's really no different here in what we're doing in NSPS is wanting to give back. And and that's why it was so important for me to have you guys on the phone today and and just talk the way we've talked because uh, people need to understand who who our leaders are. And they're just, you're just like everybody. Um, And you're, you're all, everybody's wanting the same thing for the profession and, Obviously, we're we're in it because we love it, and it's the way we make our living. But uh, we want to keep make sure that it's perpetuated as we move on, and not supplanted somehow. Because without surveyors, I'm not sure how things are going to get done correctly. Things will always get done, but 
who knows if they'll get done correctly. So uh, I, I do appreciate you both being with me. We've got a couple of minutes left, so I don't know if either of you has anything you'd like to add in the last couple of minutes we have. I hope you do. Well, like you, like you were saying about you know just keep having a conversation and, and, and letting people know who we are and how we go about things. Uh, my loving wife of 26 years, she, she constantly reminds me that, Tim, you're nobody special. So uh, you know what? We, we aren't. We're, we're surveyors just like the rest of them. Like everybody else, we put our pants on one leg at a time. And uh, But you know what? It, you, you are right. It, it, we do need to break through on some of these things. That's one thing I've noticed uh, with the, I mean, where I'm at now and my, my lot in life, I guess. We are heavily involved with uh, the Chamber of Commerce and uh, other civic uh, organizations within, within the town here in uh, central Illinois. And we're, we're the only one. Uh, I'm the only surveyor that ever shows up to uh, city council meetings or uh, chamber meetings. Uh, it's, it, it is a profession that we, we do kind of, we want, we want to stay out of the limelight, but, uh, getting people out, getting out there and getting people to know who we are, what we do, and how we're there to protect the public, to me, that's as important as, as, as doing a good job sometimes. I would agree. Jan? Well, I, you know, I, I, I agree with them that that's part of uh, how I became, you know, I felt I did my part in my community was got involved and uh, that people recognized me and uh, that was very important and, and I, I totally agree with them. Maybe as the, uh, and we've got 30 seconds left, so I'll just end by saying maybe uh, with you two and the core group we have now, maybe a good thing for NSPS to focus on is finding ways that we can help our members become more comfortable getting involved in the things you guys have just been talking about. Um, I, I think that would do the profession well. It would do them well personally. Um, so I, that, I think that's a good mission for us to take on moving ahead, and I'm looking forward to facing that mission with, with you two guys and folks like you. And you know, I know it's time to go, and thank you for being with me today. Well, thank, thank you. Thank you for having you're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.